Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy is the new book by me, Nikita Banks, a licensed psychotherapist and life strategist. Leverage the knowledge you'll receive in this book to help you with the process of obtaining absolute clarity through the use of guided self-exploration. This process is necessary to help you master all your relationships in 2019 and beyond. Go on Amazon.com or BlackTherapistPodcast.com and grab your copy of the book guaranteed to help you redesign all your relationships based on two basic principles, health and happiness. Get your copy today. Welcome to the Black Therapist Podcast. The Black Therapist Podcast is a podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. Now, if you are new to our show, I am your host, author, life strategist, and psychotherapist, Nikita Banks, in private practice in my hometown of Brooklyn, New York. I am available for both psychotherapy and coaching sessions, and you can find more information about that on my website, NikitaBanks.com. You can listen to our podcast everywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, Pippa, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and BlackTherapistPodcast.com. If you are a mental health advocate or therapist and you want to buy our podcast merchandise, you can do so by visiting our site. And if you want access to our free mental health tips, free online trainings, discounted selective services, and resources, do so by joining our mailing list by texting "get happy" all one word to six six eight six six. If you love the podcast, please like, comment, and share. We love to hear from you. And if you want to send me some feedback, guest suggestions, or simply to say hey, you can contact us at our website, BlackTherapistPodcast.com. Please be mindful that this episode and all of the information that we provide here is just a resource and a tool to help get you started on your mental health journey. If you are feeling any mental health distress or you are having any significant issues, please feel free to reach out to us so that we can find you a mental health provider in your area. Okay, let's go. Hey guys. Well, um, just call, checking in. Just, just calling. <laughs> just checking in with you. Guys, I hope you've signed up to be subscribed to the show. If you are following us on our social media, I promise our social media page will be propping again. Look at, look at dropping stuff. Our social media page will be popping again um, as soon as possible. But I've been really, really intentional about creating spaces for myself. Um, in this time, I'm really trying to do a lot. Um, I'm expanding into group practice in 2021. I'm not sure if I said this last week. I am transitioning the way I do things in my own business. Uh, 2020 has really forced me to do things a little bit differently and to be a little bit proactive about seeing my, my goals. And, you know, every year around my birthday, I start to think about you know, what I'm doing, what I want to do and, you know, the direction that my life is going in. And so the podcast has been, you know, a real um, therapeutic thing for me when I first started and especially over last year. But I'm really trying to start doing things a little bit more strategically. Not that I haven't been doing doing it, but just to try to do everything with with a lot more intention than I sometimes have done in the past. And 
you know, when you work in the, the helping fields, what happens sometimes is that our needs become secondary and we falter. And so I have been a little bit more exhausted than usual. I, I feel like when you're an empathetic social worker, which is what my client called me, um, sometimes we take on so much um, absorb so much energy from our clients that it just becomes physically draining and with the change of the weather and this goddamn election that's happening um there's there's just a lot going on um I've said this before this this time is really an awakening for us to to see where we stand spiritually to see where we stand mentally physically and emotionally of course the, the dog is starting to play again um and so for me, I've, I've had to really check in with myself a lot more than I may have done in the past. So that's where we are right now. So um, I haven't even been really posted on my social media, except for um, recently when I taped this TV show that I'll talk about when it airs. <laughs> I don't like to talk about things until they happen. Hold on. Theo. Hi. How are you? I don't like to really talk about things until they actually happen. So when it happens, I'll put that up on my social media and promote it when I'm told that I can. But um, yeah, just just kind of doing everything strategically in my business and just trying to make spaces for myself has been a, a, a real challenge for me. I've decided that there are things that I, I want to do in my career and it's funny because when I work with with a lot of my clients, specifically black women, and they start to tell me their dreams, what ha- what ends up happening a lot of times is that we play it small. And so I will listen to what they say and I'll be like, Mm-mm, nope, stop lying. That's not really what you want. You you want you want everything. You want all of it. You don't just want 10 percent of his love. You're not going to just take, you know, his penis and his sperm. You, you, you want to, you want the whole shebang. You want to get married. You want you want a car. You want, you know. 2.5 and a picket fence like let's go for the gusto or not if not you can't get it at least advocate it right and, or advocate for it stand up for yourself but I haven't always practiced what I preached especially in my business so I've realized that what I've been doing sometimes is just kind of like the black girl thing and shout out to black girls but, you know, sometimes we have to play small and we have to play humble and we, we don't go as hard as we possibly can. And we don't do all of the things that we should be doing when we know that we should be doing it. So now is really the time to start making those connections and start starting to do those things. If not now, when? Right. I looked at some of the press coverage around Kamala Harris and people were like, oh, I didn't even know she would end up being attorney general. And I didn't know that she would end up being this. But you know what? You have to put your, your, your hat in the ring sometimes. Like sometimes you got to nominate yourself. You got to call yourself into into positions of power. And so, you know, we are on the the cusp of being able to nominate our first black vice president who is a woman did I say nominate I mean elect our first black female vice president who may actually be our first female black president like show you imagine like this is never something that I thought that that would be happening in our 
lifetime. But I mean, after Barack, any almost anything after I'm sorry, after President Barack Obama, um, anything is possible. Now, why I say President Barack Obama is because people don't like to hear his whole entire title. Sometimes we don't we don't give ourselves credit. So when I see on the news when, you know, almost said that guy's name, um, when the orange is called by his whole complete title, you know, basically giving legitimacy to his foolishness. What ends up happening is that those microaggressions, when we hear them calling Barack, Barack, like that's your homeboy from down the street and y'all went to school together. I mean, I get it. It's a cool name or whatever, but you don't know homeboy like that. Call his entire government and and his title. Right. And so it's, it's, it, it got me thinking about not playing small in small spaces or not playing small in big spaces. A lot of times we're we're in our families where our wins are not celebrated. A lot of times we are surrounding ourselves by people who were fed by our old self, by our old insecurities, by our old issues and by our old problems. And we're we're not allowing ourselves to be surrounded by people who will actually celebrate the wins that we have and the, the growth. Um, I was on the phone with a girlfriend of mine and I was telling her something good that happened in my life. And, you know, I feel like at this point when I tell people the good things that happened to me, I say it as if I'm not allowed to be excited about those things. Number one, I also say it as if I have to play small. I notice sometimes when I when I announce my accomplishments, I say it like <laughs> and that's literally the sound that I make after I say, well, I just did, da, 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 right? I'm usually making, rolling my eyes about it. But it's a, it's a really big thing sometimes to be invited into some of the rooms that I'm able to be invited in. Or sometimes I invite myself. But that's, I've always been that kind of person. And so, you know, getting to the point where I'm comfortable enough to announce my accomplishments and say what they are and be fully confident in those spaces it's 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 been and it will be and it's going to continue to be a journey and this is not about imposter syndrome I think it goes deeper than that imposter syndrome is one thing but I think it's really just about you know just trying not to be that uppity negro trying not to be be boastful or or you know being that humble brag, which is not really a, a thing, right? Because if you're bragging, you, you, ain't, you ain't super humble. Um, but, you know, like my therapist always said to me, Nikki, it ain't bullshit if you could do it, if you can back it up, right? It, it, like, you, you, could, you could be bullshitting people some of the times, I feel you, but it ain't bullshit if you, got, if you got evidence to the contrary. So I'm at that point in my life, which is giving myself the credit being able to dream big and being able to go after everything that I want. And I hope that you guys are out there giving yourself permission to do the same because we see what happens when we aspire to have more than what we have in our lives. And I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, damn, I I know I bought a nice car, but I really could have bought a, a 2021 something. I ain't kicking myself. But I'm really like, dang, I probably could have just stepped it up and got something a little bit more expensive. Like sometimes you you almost got to go harder 
in order to inspire yourself that going harder is really what you need and, and, you know, stepping into it, stepping into the life that you want before you're ready. Sometimes living up to who you're going to be, but sometimes even before you plan for it. And I know that this is a dangerous statement. I know why I bought the car that I bought that I love. That's that's nice and cute and fancy and it's me. But I'm like, damn, I probably could have I probably could have bought something else. I probably could have stunned on them holes a little bit. But, you know, I'm trying to be physically responsible. I'm trying to do the right things. There are some other goals that I want to make in my life. I'm planning for my 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 current situation, my future, the, the uncertain economic times, the you know, revenue planning that I'm trying to do for next year, hiring staff, all of the things that I'm doing. I'm like, gosh, I need to be a little bit more fiscally conservative, but I probably, I could probably drop a few dollars on some fancy things. (laughs) I could probably, you know, do some nice things. So I'm really trying to save up to act crazy after the pandemic is over. Or after at least we're we're able to go into somebody else's country, somebody else's country, please allow me to come in. When we get to that point, I'm really excited to about the things that I really want to accomplish and be able to do in those spaces. So I hope that, that you guys are doing the same thing. Give yourself credit for all the things that you've done. You've gotten through this week. You've gotten through today. You're going to go into a brand new week charged and in charge of your life and your destiny and empowered. If you made mistakes yesterday, you can learn from them. And today is a new day and you can forgive yourself and give yourself grace and love yourself and be able to do what you need to do in order to get the things that you need in the moment. Um, Early voting started here in New York City. And all across the country, I'm so proud of everybody that's been posting that they voted. I didn't go out there and vote. However, um, well, my mother and I made an made like, like an agreement that we would vote on Election Day. And I haven't really spoken to her, so I don't know what she's doing. But I know for me, I am going to take election morning off so that I can go to the polls. I literally live across the street from where I vote. New York City did a wonderful job of like sending us things. I requested my absentee ballot just in case. So I have an absentee ballot in my house. Um, Some people didn't know this. I don't know if I said this last week, but if you have an absentee ballot or if you requested an absentee ballot, what you can do is you can take your absentee ballot, fill it out and take it with you to the polls on election day and just drop them off at the polls. So that's one option. You can just drop it off at at your polling place. Um, The other option is that there are drop boxes all over the city. I know for here in Brooklyn, um, there's one in Borough Hall. My son doesn't vote from my address. He votes from his dad's. So I have to coordinate with with him to take him to to vote or I'm going to probably call his father to see if his father will take him to vote. I'm probably going to do it myself because that's just kind of how we work as, as adults <laughs> and parents. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go six o'clock in the morning to go and vote on election day across the street. I don't anticipate that there there's going to be a, a real wait for me. I don't live in the black community, which is it sucks to say, but um, my old neighborhood, the voting and the early voting stuff was really, really, the wait was super long. 
And I kind of wished I still lived in the hood, even though I wouldn't have wanted to wait 300, I mean, 300, three, four hours to to vote. Um, I probably would have just kind of spent that time, you know, with chairs and, you know, beverages, uh, getting ready to, to vote in the hood. So, I mean, whatever you have to do, if I have to wait, I'm going to. But I, I have contingency plans for how I will vote on election day, whether it's dropping off a ballot early or dropping off the ballot at the polling place or actually going inside to vote. New York also gave us key fobs, which has our voting location, our polling place, the district, all of the the information that you need to go inside to vote. So this way, when I go inside, I don't have to ask my neighbor who always, always um, works the polls uh, and she's like, are you going to I'm gonna see you at the polls? And I'm like, of course, she see me. She sees me every election. I vote in every single election. So that was like not a thing. But she was like, make sure I see you. Of course she will. But um, yeah, I, I will have to skip the table. I could just literally go straight to my right polling table and then vote. So that's really, really good because it allows me to skip a few steps. And if I decide to just walk in and drop off the ballot, that allows me to skip multiple steps and hopefully skip a line if I have to. So there's that as well. Um, yeah, I hope you guys, no matter who you are voting for, you are, you guys already know who I'm voting for over here. But, you know, no matter who you are voting for, I hope you are doing your job and your due diligence to go out and exercise your right to vote. I hope you are thinking about the ramifications of the vote. I know that I am here in um, NASW New York State. We've been really talking about the things. And in a lot of my online communities, we've been talking about the law that has changed in Texas, which allows social workers to now discriminate against clients who are LGBTQ as well as disabled which doesn't make any sense because it was signed by Greg Abbott, who I believe is in a wheelchair. But, you know, now as a social worker, you are able to deny services to people who are LGBTQ as well as having certain disabilities. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that that's for. Can you deny people who are autistic? Can you deny people who are deaf? Like, I'm not, you know, what about the the, the Disabilities Act? Like, there are so many laws in place that makes this not a thing there is a, a, a complete code of ethics that we have as social workers, Hippocratic Oath. I, 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 I'm not really sure what's happening, but I do know that a lot of what the Republicans are doing strategically is to try to get laws on the books that will end up being Supreme Court cases that will end up being um, decided by these conservative judges. And I don't understand that. I, I don't think, I mean, conservative judges, liberal judges, I think it's all against what we stand for as a country. There's a separation of church and state. So why you are allowing your personal religious affiliations or personal religious beliefs guide law it just kind of doesn't make any sense but hey this is where we are in this country and I'm not really sure if we're going to be able to put the genie back in the bottle I just want you guys to to be mindful and be careful I'm not even gonna lie I don't know if there'll be a show next week I have been really trying to 
conserve my energy and keep the peace. And so sometimes I'll wake up and be like, I know I need to do a show. I really want to be consistent, but I'm not really feeling like talking today. As I told you, sometimes stress and, you know, depression, it manifests in my in, in, in me not being able to breathe. And sometimes talking takes a lot out of me and being able to have to do it at work. I don't really want to do it after work sometimes. And even though I love the community that we're, we've built and I love what we're doing here, sometimes it just really feels taxing for me to do that. Um, and I hate to say, you know, depending on how the election goes next week, I don't I don't know how I'm going to feel, to be honest with you. I don't know how I'm going to feel. And what I know for sure is that no matter who wins, we're not going to be able to to just move on and like act like business as usual. Things are going to be harder for a longer amount of time before things get normal. Like I use this analogy in therapy that therapy literally is like cleaning out your closet. And I feel like, you know, this is what we're going to be going through politically in this country because the economy is going to be bad for a while. We're going to have to deal with the effects of the coronavirus. We may have to shut down as a country. We're really going to have to start bogging down and starting to really reevaluate what we believe, what we value, who we are and who we want to be individually and as well as socially and collectively and that's going to take some time this is this is really a therapeutic time in America and you know it it, we're going through growing pains we are really growing through through growing pains and I'm not really sure what what people believe or what they stand for, but this is no time for neutrality. And I'm really slow to anger, but I will jump down your throat in an absolute heartbreak in a New York minute. And my, a girlfriend of mine, we were talking about how, you know, sometimes that New York come out. My Brooklyn will start rising immediately. So I'm so grateful and glad that i am I'm been isolating myself. And... I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like some, you know, I don't know if I'm going to come out of this pandemic with a lot of friends. And I said that to a girlfriend today and she's like, well, you didn't have a lot of friends to be in with. First of all, mind your business. But I really do feel like I'm not ready to socialize. And I don't know how that makes me feel because I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert. But this pandemic, yo, it's really had me start to think about what I value and who I value and how how I spend my time and, and why that matters and how that matters and what I really want to what I really want to be spending my time doing and with whom and I like being invited places to you know my old school self was if you invited me somewhere and like I had time, I would go. Like if it fit in my schedule, I would go. But, you know, you can't just show up every place now. And I'll be somewhere and be like, oh, this is cool, but I got to go. I went to a, a event this weekend and it was just like, 
a park full of people, no mask, everybody on each other. I'm like, ooh, it's October. This is flu season. I don't even know half these people. I can see if I'm going to get sick from hanging with my friends or hanging with my family or people that I love doing stuff that's fun. I'm not even having fun here. I'm going to go home. This is not. Now, I could actually be reading a book or taking a course or, you know, I'm learning a little bit of Spanish and I'm, I'm taking a bunch of psych- psychology certifications right now, just kind of boosting up my career. So I've been really trying to focus on things that I can do internally that have been assisting me. So I want to get back to interviewing you guys and having you guys on as guests. I have some people that I, that I want to get back on the show. Um, probably going to bring back some old guests just to kind of check in with them and see what they, they have going on. But if you are a therapist or mental health clinician or a, a social justice activist, social worker, please send me an email to be on the show. A lot of people send me emails to be on the show who don't have anything to do with the demographics of the people who listen to the show. They don't have anything to do with the profession, which makes absolutely no sense. They don't have anything to do with black therapists or black clients or culturally competent care, which makes absolutely no sense. You don't have to be a black therapist to provide culturally competent care. But every single thing that we do on this show is seen through that lens. And if you don't know anything about that and you haven't listened to the show, I don't know why you're sending me emails or having your PR people send me emails to be on my show. I'm not going to waste my time to even respond. Not because I'm not going to waste my time to respond. Like it's beneath me. It ain't beneath me. I appreciate you for wanting to be on the show. But... I got a lot of emails to answer that are important. I have a lot of emails to answer that are relevant to me. I mean, just do your homework. I would never go to be on somebody's show or be, you know, solicit somebody's anything without listening to it. How do I know if it's in alignment with my brand? And there are some times that people will contact me and ask me, hey, can we do X, Y, and Z? If it's not in my my wheelhouse, I'm not going to do it. So just just be mindful. Listen to the past shows, listen to them past shows with guests. If if I can filter it through a lens of providing culturally competent care or problem solving social justice issues that affect the black community, then I will definitely consider it. I don't mind having guests. I like having guests, but I really want you to make sure that this is the room that you want to be in before you open up the door and, you know, invite yourself into a space that is not conducive to what you're trying to do. I want us to all win. And there are plenty of mental health spaces out there that cater to other people try one of them shows that's all i'm saying um if you are a social worker or a therapist and you want to come on the show uh, please send me an email if you have a show suggestion a show topic a question or any mental health issues or concerns that you feel like we should address on the show drop me a line and i will be there um, again, I don't know if I'm going to do a show next week. It's just this election has really stressed me out. I'm ex- extremely anxious. 
not having bad dreams yet, but like, it's crazy. I want to try to take a social media break all of next week. I don't want, I'm I'm like arguing with strangers. I have to be like, girl, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't, don't respond to that. Just leave that alone. These people are strangers. Um, Thank God I've been hiding people, talking foolishness about the election. Like, again, I don't, I have no patience. Um, I have no patience for neutrality right now. And to quote my man, Lord Jamal, I have no tolerance for black ignorance in this day. You cannot afford to be black and ignorant. We cannot afford to be black and uninformed. We cannot afford to be black and misinformed. We cannot be afford to be black and follow just anybody blindly. We cannot afford to be black without doing our due diligence. We cannot afford to be black without voting and allowing our voices and our our principles and our values be heard and it doesn't stop after election day we have to vote in every single election local elections national elections school board elections dog catcher elections you got to vote in every single thing that matters to you in your community and you have to know who your congressmen and your senators and your aldermen and your assemblymen and your state representatives are Find out what committees they're on, send them letters, tell them stuff that matters to you, propose laws, find out what laws are being proposed, call people and tell them that you you want them to oppose the law or you want them to support the law. Like we we are not actively engaged. We don't go to Congress. We don't go to Senate. We don't go to our state legislators. Half of us don't even know who the hell our borough presidents are. I, I know Eric. Adams and I will go right into his office like I have done before for meetings and whatnot. I know who my state senator is. They send me all kind of emails and ask me all kind of questions. I've been into those offices. I know who my my representatives are. Correction. Not over here where I live at, but in Bed-Stuy. And the reason that I don't really know where I live at is because I ain't really all that actively engaged in this, this community over her. But where I have my business at in Bed-Stuy, I know them, they know me, I'm in the offices. <laughs> you know, so you have to become engaged. It's not just about, oh, the black women's vote. I've seen a lot of black men complain about black women having voice in this election. That's because black women know how to follow up. We will vote and then we will follow up. We will vote and then we will pull up on you just like we'll do in our relationships. When we going through your text message and reading your old stuff and we can go back eight, five, six, seven, nine times about what you said in eighth grade. When we had the argument with your bald headed sister, we do the same thing when it comes to policy and everything else. We will pull up on you and hold you accountable. And if you are not holding your elected officials accountable, if you are not telling them, hey, you're not going to get our vote unless you you value what I value and you feel what I feel. We will not continue to support you. You will not get our money. You will not get our vote. You won't even be able to come into our communities. They will start to listen to us. But we have to organize and be actively engaged. And voting is just the first step. Also, sitting on juries. Like we've talked about this before, starting community based organizations, going into your community based organization, figuring out what the what the funding structure is. Going to, you know, our state representatives to fund things that we that that we care about that matters to us. Like we do have a voice, but it's not just, oh, your vote, your vote doesn't count if there's nothing behind it. You have to mobilize behind your vote. 
Okay, so I hope everybody is actively engaged and inspired by what's happening in this country. We do have a chance to make a change. I know it seems hard and it seems unnecessary and it seems like it's two steps forward and sometimes eight steps backwards. But sometimes you got to go forward in order to move backwards in order to move forward. And I can say that, you know, my life has substantially gotten better because I've lived a lot of it as an adult under democratic rule in this country. And it's not that's not up for debate. I can't speak to anybody else's circumstances or what anybody else's decisions were or how they were able to make ends meet in this country. But but as an adult, having more Democratic presidents than Republican, I've done I've done pretty good for myself. The economy usually does better under the Democratic presidents. Whether or not they advance the black agenda, to me, I, even though that is important, it's very important, I never want to dismiss that that's important, but for me, making sure that my life individually improves and, and the life of my family individually improves is important. It's important. We got to do what we got to do as a community, but we also have to come together as a community to figure out what all we need. And do what we can where we are. I told you guys this when it came to police brutality. I don't want there to be police misconduct. I don't want there to be police brutality, but there are people who are marching on the front lines for that. There is more than enough discrimination and more than enough hatred and racism and and structural and institutionalized racism that needs to be dismantled elsewhere. So if you, if those people are doing it with the police and Black Lives Matter, then you make Black Lives Matter in social work. You make Black Lives Matter in the hospitals. You make Black Lives Matter in the schools. You make Black Lives Matter where you are. Because if we make small changes anywhere, we will make big change everywhere. And that's the goal. Okay, I want you guys to go vote and I will check in with you soon. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, you can follow us on all our social media sites at Black Therapist Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as Black in Therapy on Facebook. Or you can follow your host, me, Miss M-S-N-I-K-I, thanks, on Instagram and Twitter, as well as you can find out any information about me at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com, and on the show's website, Black Therapist podcast.com and don't forget if you want to send us any general feedback show suggestions uh, show topics or guest ideas please feel free to drop us an email at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com thank you be well